Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafe, on vSEN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside Michael Lombardi out in New Jersey. Michael, how we doing, man? This is a fun weekend of sports. we got the U.S. Open going on, West Coast golf here in L.A., but uh, how we doing? We're doing great. Father's Day weekend. Hopefully everybody mm-hmm. has a great weekend. Fathers to enjoy their fathers and celebrate. So, yeah, it's all fun. You know, it's it's kind of good to have it on the West Coast. I mean, it's strange, though, really, when you think about it. When you think of U.S. Open golf West Coast, you think of Pebble, you know. Yep. And now we're at Los Angeles Country Club, which, you know, they've it kind of what kind of came back a little bit to normal. And I'm anxious to see if my man, if my man Ricky Fowler can <laughs> – can can handle Saturday and Sunday. You know, I'm anxious to see this. He's he's looked good through 36 holes so far. I mean, the guy's at 10 under through 36 holes at a U.S. Open. That's pretty remarkable. Only has a one-shot lead, though. We're going to get into all of that here shortly, but let's set the table for what we have because we got some exciting news. In 30 minutes, he is back, Michael Lombardi. Carl Jack oh, oh, Johnson, yeah. he is back and ready to rock. He'll be joining us 30 minutes from now. Sportsbook director over at the Beau Rivage in Biloxi will be joining us. Talk some U.S. Open. We'll talk the college baseball tournaments going on. I know LSU still in this thing over in Omaha. There's a lot going on that we can get to with Jig Jack. We'll discuss that in 30 minutes. 45 minutes from now, our buddy Jonathan Von Tobel, Vincent senior NBA analyst, also host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast, will join us at 745 West Coast time, 1045 over on the East Coast. A lot going on in the NBA. Some moves, some, some moving and shaking. We'll get his thoughts on the John Morant suspension. Could Zion be on the move before the draft? Could Damian Lillard be traded? We'll ask all those questions at JVT in 45 minutes. Then at 830 Eastern time, 1130, on, sorry, 1130 Eastern time, 830 West Coast time, our buddy Thomas Gable, Racing Sportsbook Director over at the Borgata will come and check in with us here to talk some U.S. Open with TG. But I, I, saw, I heard you chuckling there. You want to ask about could Zion be traded? 
it's, it's, it's going I mean, like, seriously, <laughs> I, I hope his hamstring's better. I, I really do. I was sincerely uh, concerned about a guy that's missed six months with a hamstring injury because <laughs> God knows we don't want to rush him back. I mean, it's not that important he plays in games. I, I thought that was funny when I, when I listened to Doc Rivers on the Bill Simmons podcast talk about how he really kind of had a push Embiid to play every game. And, and, and in fairness to Embiid, he did. He actually played the most games he's ever played in his career. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to Larry Brown talk about it as well on another podcast. And Larry was like, you know, like they got to get these guys to pra- to play, to overcome injuries, to fight through it. So, you know, I think Zion is more of a media darling than he is an actual basketball player because mm-hmm. if you don't get on the court, how are you ever going to reach greatness? Like seriously. Yeah. I mean, now he's now everything that we talk about Zion is about, you know, off the field problems that he's having with his girlfriend so to me you know it's like are you really going to build a franchise around a player that has no no desire or competitiveness to want to come back and lead you Uh, in fairness to uh, I mean the idiot here in Philadelphia who dismisses the Denver Nuggets Super Championships are meaningless Mm. like championships matter what is it Elliot Sean Parks I think that's his name I mean completely like who would ever pay attention to this clown well, you know, you gotta say stuff that's weird to stand out. You know how the media space works. All these guys. You, you, I mean, I, I saw that tweet and I just kept scrolling. I was like, I can't even take this seriously. No, right? I, I think <laughs> at some point you got to call a guy out for being a clown. You got to be a clown. Like at yeah. some point you got to say enough is enough. Like if you're going to be stupid, then just you know, then who has an audience? Like seriously, championships don't matter. Why do we do this? Yeah. No. Why, why do we? Why do we want to do this? We want to do this for what? Exactly. So a guy wins the MVP in a meaningless time. It's, like, it's the reason why we all have jobs. It's the reason why everyone's excited because they want to see their teams win. <laughs> like, you exactly. know, they want to see their teams win. And if we're saying that championships don't matter, it's just like, you're a better person than me. I, I just, like, when I see stuff like that, I'm just like, I, I don't even want to engage. Like, this is just like, you're so out of left field that, like, you're just, what is it? You're so far behind that you think you're winning the race? That's what Uncle Junior oh, you're says? So, you're actually so far behind the race, you actually think you're in the <laughs> yeah, lead. And a lot of people lead. do that. It's like, yeah. I love it when uh, some guy the other day just ripped me, you know, Lombardi, you have no, how can you have any credibility? You drafted Jamarcus Russell. So I, I, I looked at his, I looked at his Twitter feed. They're and still giving you Jamarcus I Russell. I seek the truth. That, that was his Twitter feed. I seek the truth. I believe in truth and honesty and transparency. So I, I wrote him back and I said, if that's the case, then you would have realize that I had nothing to do with Jamarcus Russell, but keep seeking the misinformation. I mean, it's fascinating how people on Twitter are tough guys. It's so good. It's it's the best. <laughs> They're still giving you Jamarcus Russell after all these years. I mean, it's like seriously, like like come on, dude. Like, yeah, but I love the fact that is that is whatever you call that. You know, when your moniker below you, I seek the truth. Yeah. Okay, great. You're, you're seeking it. Yeah, you're a little you Twitter couldn't find him. it if it hits you in the nose. <laughs> With all that said, uh, we're, we're hitting some pins over at the L.A. Country Club, Michael Lombardi, because the U.S. Yeah. Open has been, boy, and, and I, I was tweeting about it on Thursday. I was like, hey, man, like I, I typically am one that kind of doesn't love how the USGA sets things up because I think sometimes they make it a little bit too difficult and make the course way too impossible. But I think we've gone a little bit to the other side here where it's a little bit easier. Thursday was very easy for these guys. I mean, we had two 62s, which were major championship records, tying them, Xander Shoffley and Ricky Fowler. Now, the course, it started to bite back a little bit yesterday, especially in the afternoon. The wind was kicking up a little bit. Those greens started to dry out. It was a little bit tougher to score. But as we sit here right now, Ricky Fowler is in the lead with a one-shot lead, 10 under. Wyndham Clark at 9 under. Xander Shoffley, Rory McIlroy at 8 under. When you take a look at the odds over at BetMGM, Fowler and McIlroy are your co-favorites. 
And I'm, I'm just curious for you, like, like the U.S. Open is typically the toughest test in golf. That's the moniker. That's what everybody talks about. It's our national championship. What have you made for the first 36 holes here so far when you've been watching the coverage here? Have you been enjoying this U.S. Open? What are your oh, thoughts? Oh, yeah. I, I like it when it's at least, you know, when you have to have good iron play and you have to have precision. Uh, you know, I, I think to me when it's so difficult for the great players to play great, it, it's not as engaging. It's like the mm -hmm. NFL. You know, you want to have some scoring. Not many people want to watch a three to nothing game, although I wouldn't mind it, but not a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. I, I think to me, Weather has a lot to do with it because of the June gloom in Los Angeles. You know, the, the, the pins are, are, are strategically placed, but the greens are a little bit softer. And when the wind kicks up, that's really going to be the only deterrent the golf course has in terms of, of keeping these guys from low scores. And I think the pressure as we get into the weekend will obviously bring some of the scoring back down. And it'll be, it'll be fascinating for me. Can Ricky Fowler hold up under the pressure? Can he do that? You know, that's not been what he does. I mean, he's a little bit like the guy that plays great in the first, second, and third quarter. Mm -hmm. But when the game's on the line, can he handle it? You know, and we've usually seen Fowler kind of fold away and be the guy that always congratulates the champion, but's never the champion. So it'll it'll be fun to watch how he handles the Saturday and Sunday pressure. Yeah, he has top ten finishes in all four majors. So it's not that he doesn't play well at the majors; he just doesn't close. And traditionally, yeah. he's been a really bad Sunday player. I, I and that's what I think most of the guys on the course. But look. I think this will get a hard. This course has to get harder because the U.S. USGA wants the U.S. Open to be more difficult. I think that's mm -hmm. probably their mandate, but they can't control the weather. You know, when you go back to Pebble and you watch when they play Pebble because of the weather there, you know, it is challenging. Now Pebble has way more wind because it's yeah. right on the ocean, mm -hmm. so it, it makes it a little harder. And they set the course up to challenge. But remember, Tiger Woods, the year I, I mean, I was out there when Tiger dominated. You can get some low scores at Pebble because the greens are soft yeah also Torrey pines down in the san diego area right along the water along the pacific ocean you get some of those winds whipping up there those are kind of the traditional southern california u.s open locations this is the first time ever that the la country club is hosting it i mean the course looks beautiful it's just yeah, like it's the great. fairways are yeah. wide the, the the rough is pretty thick but i mean if these guys don't have the wind they're not gonna be hanging out in the rough and and for ricky yeah. fowler every every time off the tee i was like oh he's right in the fairway like it's a good yeah. angle for him, and he was taking advantage of his t yesterday to his and, credit. And he's a great iron player. I mean, yeah. that's key, right? So you got to be a great iron player. And I think a lot of people made money on betting Mickelson not to make the cut. He didn't at plus four. So you know I, that was the most. Po I think that was the most liability when we had Thomas Gable on. Uh, there was a lot of liability on Mickelson's cut status. That was interesting, mm. right? So a lot of people went in that direction, and he and he and he kind of answered. He didn't answer the bell. You know, one thing that we've talked about a lot on the GM Shuffle podcast, which, by the way, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast, is about competitive stamina. And Ricky yeah. Fowler was asked about that earlier this uh, – yesterday, I'm sorry, after his round. And from that quote, he said this, going through the last few years, yeah, that's probably plenty of people that might have just hung it up. But for the guys that play for a living out here and know high-level golf, part of the struggles, I wouldn't say I necessarily enjoyed it, but looking at it, I did – just because of how much I learned about myself, my swing, my game, I wouldn't be in this position had I not gone through the last few years. And like that's encouraging to hear from Ricky Fowler because he was irrelevant yeah. for about three and a half, four years, and he's been playing much better this season. You know, it's funny, and I thought he would be one of the guys to sign the live tour. 
I, I actually thought he would because it kind of gave him a chance, and he didn't. He resisted it, which shows you that maybe he understands there's more self-awareness. Mm-hmm. This is going to be an important two days for Ricky Fowler to, to drive that inner competitiveness, to handle the pressure. Can he do that? Can he respond? I mean, if he can break through here, you know, now all of a sudden, once he breaks through, he could start winning again. I, I think this is going to be a key weekend, and he's got to be mentally right, and he's got to stay in the moment because that's not always been what he's been able to do. He's been a talent that hasn't been able to play talent-wise talent on the most critical days. And we talk about Ricky Fowler like almost as if he's an older guy. He's only 34 years old. He's been in our lives for so long that you kind of yeah. forget that he's still a pretty young man. Like, you know, like this is supposed to be the prime of his career. And like you mentioned, if he does win this weekend, maybe that opens the floodgates and he kind of gets that major pressure off of his back because oftentimes he's been talked about as one of the best players to never win a major and one of the guys that just doesn't get it done on Sundays. And, I mean, maybe he'll be a, a factor this upcoming Sunday. Right now he does have that lead at 10 under, which is pretty remarkable to see at a U.S. Open. Michael, I thought that like 8 under or 9 under was going to win this thing. <laughs> we already yeah. have a guys at 10 under. Well, we'll under see what the weather's – I mean, we'll see how that wind is and we'll see what changes. I think there's a lot of – and the pressure of the moment is mm-hmm. going to get to these guys. Yeah, no, the Sunday pressure definitely cranks up at a major, especially at a major as difficult as the U.S. Open traditionally has been. We'll see what happens later on this weekend. Once again, Ricky Fowler, Rory McIlroy are your co-favorites over at BetMGM. We'll talk a little bit of golf coming up later on in the show. But coming up next, we go around the NFL news and notes here on the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a smarter sports better with a VSIN Pro subscription for a limited time. Sign up for just $9.99 and get full access to everything we do, including daily pro picks and all the summer action, including NFL and college football futures, premium analysis from our team of top handicappers and industry experts, 24-7 video access, and pro tools like our exclusive betting split showing you where the public and sharp money is going to give you an edge. Don't miss out on our lowest intro price of the year. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe to sign up today. 
Welcome back. It's the Lombardi Line presented by BetMG. I'm Michael Lombardi out in New Jersey. Femi Abebefe hanging out here in Las Vegas. Coming up in 15 minutes, our buddy Carl Jick Jack Johnson from the Beau Rivage will join us to get his thoughts on the college baseball tournament. The College World Series is going on in Omaha. That's been a lot of fun, but also we'll talk some U.S. Open and see what uh, futures people are betting in the NFL and in college football. But speaking of the NFL, Michael, everyone keeps talking about Hopkins going to the New England Patriots. I saw the the report from the Athletics saying that the Patriots are, quote, making a push for wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins right now. What's the latest with D-Hop after he's gone on this visit in Foxborough? Well, you know, if they were making the push, I don't think they would have sent, get, sent him home. You know, I think the push would have continued. <laughs> Look, there's there's a couple hurdles I think they have to get over. You know, the health, the durability of that. You know, you know, he was suspended last year for P, for uh, performance enhancement drugs, mm-hmm. which is a concern, you know, especially when you are talking about a player that doesn't practice all the time, that doesn't have, uh, you know, elite athleticism. I mean, what the guy has is incredible eye-hand coordination, great, great hands, and competitiveness to go get the football. But this isn't a speed receiver. So, you know, my sense of this is, it's going to take a lot of work. I mean, he's looking for the Odell Beckham contract, which is $15 million base salary for one year, and then with incentives to get up to $17 million. That That would be one of the highest-paid players on the Patriots team. I'm not sure that's kind of where they are. It's going to take a little bit of give for Hopkins if he wants to go there. And does he really improve the Patriots? I mean, I read all this stuff, but he makes them a playoff contending team. Really? Like, like, are we sure of that? Like, I think he's a really good player. Every 12 times he catches the ball, he gets a touchdown. That's been in the past. But how many over 30 receivers rekindle their career? I'll tell you that exact answer. It's one, Jerry Rice. It's hard for guys to rekindle. Now, I mean, Julian Edelman came back off an ACL injury and won Super Bowl MVP and did some incredible things. However, that being said, you know, it's hard. you got to have that work ethic that Edelman had to be able to get back like that. That isn't how people describe Hopkins. So where is this Hopkins-Patriots connection coming from? Is this from Hopkins' camp? Is that, is that where we're hearing this from? That, like, oh, New England really likes him. They're making a push. Because well, you make it sound like New England's still just kind of doing their homework and like you, the point that you brought up, that they they let them him let him leave the facility, like that speaks volumes there. So where is this kind of coming from? Well, I think to me, when has New England ever been ever been known to leak information out of their building that they're hot after a guy, you know? And what do you know? I mean, like th- this is somebody speculating, somebody's talking to the athletic. You know, and we know Chad, we had him on the show here before, and he's obsessed with them getting receivers. I mean, you know, he was emphatic to me one day, which almost caused me to go through the roof here. Oh, looks like we lost Michael Lombardi there. He was making a point about the New England Patriots and how they've been constantly linked to wide receivers. We're going to work to get Michael Lombardi back here real quick. Here's a little bit of technical difficulties, but I do think it's interesting when you take a look at some of the odds over at DraftKings, because right now the Patriots – with all the news that's been coming out about Hopkins and New England, they're now even money. That's been a big shift in these odds. And one thing to kind of keep in mind with these markets, with player futures and the next team, all those destinations, is that the limits are rather low. So you can't really get down a whole lot of money. So it doesn't take a whole lot of money to go ahead and move these things. I mean, just two weeks ago, Cleveland was the even money favorite. There's been times where Buffalo has been the favorite. Buffalo's still lurking right now. And maybe if Hopkins' contract demands start to go down a little bit, maybe Buffalo can get back into this thing here. But, Michael, you were just making the point here, as we just got Michael Lombardi back, that New England, they constantly are linked to wide receivers despite the contrary. 
Yeah, I, I mean, look, we you know we had Chad Gra- Chad Graff, the athletic uh, beat writer for the, the Patriots, on the show well before the draft, and we got into this argument about you know he was convinced the Patriots were going to draft a receiver at, at fifteen or fourteen where they were picking, and I kept telling him, Chad, look, that's not what they're going to do if they get an offensive tackle, if they get a corner. I mean, they're going to draft specifically while they need a receiver. You know, I, I don't see their team needing a receiver. They signed Gasecki, who's really a big inside slot receiver. They also have. They also signed Juju Smith-Schuster, and they paid him good money. So Hopkins has to play outside. Is he really an outside receiver now? I think that's a question mark. Uh, would he certainly help their team? Yes. But I think Tyquan Thornton gives them that vertical speed they need on the outside to go along with Parker. He plays outside as well. Look, you know, th- that's a lot of money to spend on a player that has some issues that you're not sure you can resolve. You know, everyone looks at the player only and not the player and the cap number. Would the Patriots like to have Hopkins on their team? Sure, if he was a minimum salary player, I'm sure they would welcome him, even if he was more than that. However, that being said, if you look at the landscape of their team, I think Dalvin Cook gives them more of an opportunity to enhance their offensive skills than bringing Hopkins in because Cook and Stevenson in the backfield would be a dynamic combination. And you know you need two backs, a little bit like Zeke and Tony Pollard. You know, you have a little bit of the zig and the zag. So, uh, you know, to me, I think these markets are all created by the rhetoric. And who is feeding the people the information about what the Patriots are thinking? You know, we know this about the Patriots. Not many people know what's actually going on in that building. Yeah, and to me, that's why I kind of go back and point to Hopkins' camp maybe to drum up a market. It's one of the reasons why he started to go on these visits because, like you've said, that, hey, maybe there's not that much of a market because when guys start taking visits, that means the money isn't out there that they're seeking. So maybe this is from Hopkins' people to kind of maybe play New England off of Tennessee or maybe even try to lure another team to kind of get into the conversation as well. I think to me, Tennessee is going to be there. Look, Tennessee did a hell. I mentioned this on our show. I mentioned it on the pod. I talked about it yesterday on Pat Mack. I mean, they've gone all in, right? They they wind and dined them. The only thing they didn't do well is they, you know, they flew them on a Southwest flight, you know, which is not exactly saying to somebody, you know, we really want you, you know, nothing against Southwest, but it's yeah. kind of hard, you know, if you're boarding you, group C to say we love you, you know, maybe if you're boarding group A1, that that's a little bit more love. But anyway, that's beside the point here I, I think to me to me you know they really could utilize him he fits what they do he would help Tannehill convert third downs because one thing about Hopkins he's going to get you 60 third down convert I mean first downs a year mm-hmm. that's critical right two things we never talk about with receivers or three things we never talk about percentage of catch based on targets that's one two we never talk about how many first downs the receiver gets and three We never talk about catch-to-touchdown ratio. Those are the three most critical things you look at at a receiver, right? You know, it's one thing to get a lot of catches, but if you're not converting first downs, if you're not putting the ball in the end zone, those are things that really matter the most. Yeah. (laughs) I guess Hopkins cannot be lured by the bags fly free from our friends over at Southwest. (laughs) But, you know, hey, it is what it is. But we'll be keeping our eyes on what what happens. We'll be keeping our eyes on DeAndre Hopkins and what happens there. You know, the second team that's – in the market for DeAndre Hopkins, at least according to the odds over at DraftKings, is the Buffalo Bills at plus 350. But they have their own wide receiver situation going on with one Stephon Diggs to start minicamp. Things were looking a little rocky. We were unsure. He didn't show up. And Sean McDermott, the head coach, said that, hey, 
I'm concerned that he's not here. Then the next day, he comes back, he practices, we act like everything's all good, and McDermott then says that this was an excused absence and we all just kind of need a little bit of time apart here. Uh, what are the challenges that are facing Sean McDermott? Because I know yesterday on McAfee's show, you talked about how, hey, like, he wants to be the one that calls the plays on defense, and maybe that led to Leslie Frazier taking this year off that he did. No, it didn't lead to it. It was the reason. And I said this on our podcast, uh, Femi. I talked about it. I talked about why, you know, Leslie Frazier is no longer in Buffalo because Sean McDermott at the end of the year went to him and said, look, I'm going to take over the play calling. Leslie Frazier was under the understanding and his contract was under the understanding that he was the, the defensive play caller. And once McDermott wanted that, Leslie said, look, I'll leave quietly as long as I get paid, which is what he's doing. So that, that's, not, that's not a speculative. That's a fact. And, and I think there's more going on in that building. I think when you look back at the 13 seconds, the fatal 13 seconds in Kansas City, McDermott called all those defensive snaps at the end of that game. He was the mm. decision why they didn't squib it to, Brian, to, to Pringle in the backfield. It wasn't Tyreek Hill. He was the decision to rush for in a, in a situation you have no business rushing for. You know, when you're at 13 seconds left to go in the game and the opponent has the ball on their own 27-yard line, you want the quarterback to hold the ball. Mm -hmm. Rush two. Rush two. Rush one. Who cares? You know, because you don't want him to get the ball out of his head. You could care. The longer he holds the ball, the better it off is for you. They didn't do that. And I think this 13 seconds has kind of caught up with them a little bit. And McDermott, I don't know what's going on with Diggs. Is it between Dorsey and Diggs? Seems that it's got to be somewhere in there. Because Dorsey is calling the plays and instrumental in the offense. So it's hard to say, but I think this is something that's going to have to get worked out over time. Do you think this is something that could derail their season? Well, I, I've never known a great team win a championship that there wasn't a complete uh, alignment within the building. Look, here's the difference. Everybody talks about this. Oh, we're all on the same page. We're all on the same page. Great. But you're not aligned. Alignment requires handling the difficulties. We're going to find out if Buffalo's aligned. Yeah, we're about to find that out. Training camp just about five weeks away. Buffalo's still one of the favorites to go ahead and win the Super Bowl. On the other side, it's the return of Carl Jick Jack Johnson, Sportsbook Director over at the Beauregard next here on the Lombardi Line. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com. Check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. It is up-to-date stuff, folks. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but the cool thing is that you can also look at future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. It's very valuable tools, especially with Major League Baseball going on a lot of games to get a hold of, so you want to be informed and be a smarter, better. Well, joining us now here on the Lombardi line, Femi Abebefe and Michael Lombardi hanging out here on this Saturday morning. This has been a return that's been long overdue, and it's our buddy. I tweeted out, he's back. It's our buddy Carl Jick Jack Johnson, the sportsbook director over at the Beauregard in Biloxi. Jick Jack, man, hope all is well, buddy. It's been a minute. How you been? Femi, doing good, man. Uh, been keeping up with you guys. It's good to be back. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's a good time in the sports book. Uh, we're ready to go, man. How you been? 
I've been good, man. It's been a good time. I mean, we just ended the NBA and NHL season, which is where I want to start this conversation. How did you guys do? Because the Golden Knights here in Las Vegas, clearly that was a big win for the betters here and a little bit of a loss for the sports books. But with the Denver Nuggets winning the NBA Finals as well, unfortunately, both those series over in five. How did you guys make out with the conclusion of the NBA and NHL playoffs? Yeah, you know, uh, we we hung in there, uh, Femi. You know, we we uh, our big liabilities for the year was uh, obviously on the Lakers. Uh, for us, uh, you know, they bet us the Pelicans. Uh, so when those teams kind of got wiped out, uh, I mean, we were in good shape. Uh, I was glad to see Denver get one. Uh, you know, so it worked out good for us. As far as the hockey, uh, you know, the hockey uh, uh, people love to bet Vegas. I missed being in Las Vegas for. For that, I bet that was exciting uh, over there. Uh, so we lost a little bit on that. Uh, but overall, we came out okay. We survived it. And, uh, yeah, we're looking looking forward for a good good year of football coming up here. Well, the, the parade here in Las Vegas is later on this afternoon, Jick Jack. It's going to be off the wow. charts. I, I don't know if I'm going to go ahead and make it down for the parade. I think I'm going to stay in my own place. But it, it's going to be a, it's going to be quite the scene here on the Strip in Las Vegas. We're hanging out with Carl oh, Jick yeah. Jack Johnson, sportsbook director over at the Beau Rivage in Biloxi. Well, you mentioned football. The football is always on the mind here on the Lombardi line. The NFL, college football, we've been mainly talking NFL. Any interesting futures bets that you guys have taken in the National Football League in the last couple of weeks or so? Uh, you, you know what, uh, so Femi, so you got to think about this. You know, these uh, uh, the, the people down here, they like to bet their local uh, sports heroes. So you're looking at Burroughs, um, you're, you know, things like that. Now you're looking uh, at Denver with Sean Payton. You know, I mean, Sean Payton's a, a big name down this way. So uh, we've been getting pretty good action on Denver's uh, season wins, uh, you know, and then we get good action uh, – you know, Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl, uh, the Bengals Super Bowl. Uh, also, uh, we've been getting some action on the Bengals to win uh, the uh, AFC North. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, it's active. It it hadn't ramped up yet, uh, but, uh, you know, it, it soon will be just a madhouse. But, uh, yeah, we get really good futures action on all the teams, but mainly the, the local sporting heroes that come from this area. Yeah, Cincinnati right now 9-1 to over at BetMGM to win the Super Bowl. The favorites, of course, the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champions at plus 650. They just got their Super Bowl rings earlier this week. Yeah. How about college football? I'm sure LSU is popular at the betting window because, you know, the Bayou Bengals, everybody loves them down there. Any other team that you guys have that uh, an SEC country that's been getting a lot of action? Yeah, you know, we're, so we're, we're so well located, Femi, that we, you know, we get a lot of action, obviously, with LSU, Alabama, Florida, Georgia. Uh, you know, this LSU team, I was talking about this last night with uh, Sean King and Tim Murray. Uh, you know, J- uh, Jaden Daniels is back at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got their offensive line intact. Uh, they got they had a couple of key transfers come in. This cornerback, uh, Denver Harris, Zy Alexander. Uh, and they also got a wide receiver uh, from Alabama, this Aaron I- Anderson. Uh, but, uh, you know, their uh, their schedule is very conducive to making a a pretty deep run here. They're going to have to win, you know, a couple of key games uh, later on in the year when they play Alabama, uh, uh, you know, in games like that. But their schedule this year is conducive for them getting there if they can play good down the stretch. Uh, So that's going to be interesting. Uh, This Georgia team, you know, I I mean, look what they did last year as far as their rebuild, supposed rebuild on defense. I mean, they may have even been better than they were in, in 2021. 
but uh, this this Georgia team, I mean, uh, Carson Beck's going to step in for Stepson Bennett, who moved up. Uh, they got their tight end, Brock Bowers and uh, uh, McConkie. Uh, they both return. Uh, and how about this? They uh, they picked up uh, – uh, this is my, my favorite name in college football this year. They picked up a receiver, Ra-Ra Thomas. Uh, they picked him up in the portal. I mean, how, how about that name for a college football name? As you say, he's a, uh, he's a Ra-Ra guy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they're going to be interesting to watch. And the scary thing about it is, is that – uh, I mean, like I said, the, the talk last year was they was going to, you know, have to rebuild this defense. But the scary thing this year is that they're saying that this possibly is going to be the best offensive team that Kirby's had over there. So, wow. uh, you know, and right now they're trading at, uh, let's see, Georgia's trading at plus 210 to win it all. Uh, LSU's at 14 to 1. And then, of course, Alabama uh, at 6 to 1. Uh, you know, they're talking uh, a lot of holes to fill on defense, but uh, just my personal opinion, you got the best coach in college football that's doing it. So uh, we look for them to be uh, strong as, as ever. So uh, interesting year coming up, and uh, it, it should be a good one. Yeah, we're working to get Michael Lombardi back here right now, dealing with some tech difficulties out there in New Jersey. That's why it's just me and Jick Jack talking, but we'll get Michael as soon as possible here. But Jick Jack, I wanted to follow up with you on the Georgia Bulldogs right now because they're, the win total is at 11.5. The over is at plus 110, and we were having the conversation yesterday. How does Georgia lose when you take a look at that schedule? You just laid it out there. Maybe the best offense Kirby Smart has had in Athens. I don't think there's that many trip-up spots here for the Bulldogs why can't they go 12 and 0 once again? And you're getting plus money to do so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're exactly right. There, there's, there's no reason why they can't, you know, I don't, I don't know when, you know, when you look at these numbers, Femi, there's, uh, you know, you're, you're, I like to go by my initial reaction when I look at something and, you know, to me, if I was going to uh, bet this, you know, I, I just think that the only way that you can make that bet is that you, you got to, you know, to, is to bet over there. I don't know if you can bet under that number, and then pull for them to lose two games. I just, I don't see it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then, uh, you know, down the list, you know, with, with various other teams, it's the same way. But uh, this Georgia team, I mean, uh, you know, if, if they win this thing uh, three years in a row, I mean, and, and supposedly with one of those years being a, a rebuild, it uh, is truly phenomenal. And the good thing about it is we get a really good Georgia crowd in our sports book here. Uh, so it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a loud and noisy uh, 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 Saturdays in college football. Jake Jack, what's going on with the College World Series right now? I know LSU is playing later on this afternoon. They're minus two fifty favorites against Tennessee, plus one seventy five, and a little bit of an SEC showdown. We saw Florida win in dramatic fashion last night in Omaha. How are they betting the College World Series? Yeah, so uh, look, uh, uh, all of these teams uh, really good resumes. Uh, the, the two games yesterday were phenomenal. That Oral Roberts team, uh, you know, they, they've now won 24 out of 25. Uh, and, and prior to that, TCU, to give TCU some credit, they had won 19 out of 21 going into that game. Uh, so Oral Roberts beats them uh, 6-5. Uh, Florida beats Virginia 6-5 last night. Uh, we got the Tigers playing today. Uh, look, this kid... Uh, yeah, they from all things that I've read and seen. I hadn't had a chance to see LSU play live this year, uh, but all things that I've read about this team is that prospect-wise, to move to the next level, uh, this may be the most talented team that there is. Mm. Uh, this kid, Paul Skeens, 
Uh, I mean, he's got 188 strikeouts this year. His ERA is about 1.7-something. Uh, look, he threw 124 pitches the other night, and his last pitch was clocked at 101 miles an hour. So wow. uh, uh, outstanding team. All these resumes uh, are outstanding. This Wake Forest team, uh, you know, they hadn't been back since 1955. I did not realize that. Uh, you know, they have a, a, a three – they have a three-star talent there. They got uh, uh, th- these guys, Louder, Hartel, and Sullivan. I think this kid Sullivan had stepped in uh, for this McGraw kid that mm-hmm. uh, blew his elbow out before the season started. But you know, this is going to be a, a great College World Series. We're getting good action for it, and it'll be. Uh, we'll have some good. We'll have a good time today watching this. Jake, Jack, we got about twenty seconds left. What's on the menu today, buddy? We had to save the best for last. Yeah, you know, Femi, uh, in my little break here, I've been learning how to season Chinese Asian food. So, okay. I mean, I love Chinese food. I've been, you know, I like to cook. Everybody knows that. But the secret is seasoning this stuff. So that's what I've been trying to learn. I'm going to eat me some uh, lo mein tonight. All right, a little bit of lo mein. You put some chicken in there, or, or what are we yeah. doing? Yeah, no, we right. do some chicken and some shrimp. All right, chicken and shrimp lo mein for Jig Jack later this evening. He is Carl Jig Jack Johnson. Sportsbook Director over at the Bow Revive. Jake Jack, it was good seeing you, man. We'll talk soon. All right, man. Y'all have a good one. We'll see you later. All right. JVT joins us next here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMG. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Attention BetMGM customers, have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Well, here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. 
And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement at BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM, Femi Abebefe. We're still working to get back Michael Lombardi, dealing with some tech issues there, so be patient with us. But in the meantime, we have our buddy, our second guest on the program that's joining us right now. He is the VEASAN senior NBA analyst, also the host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast, the one and only Jonathan Von Tobel joining us here on the Lombardi line. JVT, hope all is well, buddy. Obviously, yesterday, the big breaking news, John Morant suspended 25 games by the NBA for wielding a gun once again on Instagram Live back in May. Uh, obviously, we've all had the reaction period and all that stuff, but now that the dust has sort of settled on the suspension, you've had 24 hours to kind of analyze the news and think about things. What is there to do from a betting standpoint here? Because win totals aren't out, but is there anything that we can take advantage of right now from a betting ramification with John now no. missing the first 25? I don't, think, I don't think you want to do it now, but I think there is something here. Look, I've always said this, Femi, but I've always, I've always said that when you go into an NBA season, I will never have an NBA future to win an NBA Finals, right? It's just there's too much that happens in an NBA season. You can always find a better number on a team to win an NBA championship. There are a few times in which there are a, a number that was, you know, that could you could have gotten that was the best one before the season began. We actually had one rare instance of that this season. You could have gotten the Nuggets at 20-1 before the season started. You know how the rest of the season went. They were the one seed pretty much throughout the entire year. Odds only got kind of shorter. You could have gotten 12-1 to before the NBA Finals run. But overall, the best number for Denver was before the season began. I bring that up because if he's going to be suspended 25 games, and I say if because the Players Association did say that they were going to try to fight this, and that's going to be something worth mentioning. Mm -hmm. But if it is 25 games, and if they get off to a slow start, and they're not the same team, that that number that's out there right now, 30 to one, that's going to get better as that goes along. So I would wait until the tail end of the suspension, right? I, and then I'm going to dive in on the Memphis Grizzlies. And again, that depends on what they do in the offseason. Do they go get like, I keep throwing out their OG, OG Ananobi, a name they were tied to during the trade deadline. They have plenty of draft assets to go and acquire a player like that. If they're going to do that, and then they lose John Morant, and that number starts to flow it out to like 35-ish to one, maybe even 40, that's when you're diving in. I don't think you do it now, but I think you're waiting. And I know you have to be patient because what is it, June, whatever it is. But I think once the season begins is when you want to attack this. Because right now, you just there's not really any value. The adjustments have been made. Everything's been baked into the number. Well, is there any concern that maybe Memphis outperforms expectations without job? Because over the last two years, I mean, what, 33 and 17, I believe they are, when John Morant's not in the starting lineup. Now, 2023, it was a little bit less. I think they were 12 and 10 or so. But a couple of years ago, they played pretty well without yep. him. No, they did. And I'm looking right now because I want to see I have uh, my doc with like all of their impending free agents and whatnot. I think when you're looking at it, they're going to be to put, put together pretty well. The question is just like, where does the offense come from? Because if you actually look at it, so we know that Dylan Brooks is not going to be there. Mm -hmm. And then the other guys are, you know, we'll call them like fringe guys, team options for Zaire Williams, Santi Aldama and Xavier Tillman. Um, so this team's going to be largely together and you have Desmond Bain. So I, I think when you're talking about are they going to be better or just like kind of be able to tread water, or have a winning record? I think that's certainly a possibility. But I would stress, first off, last year, the net rating numbers without John Moran on the floor were nowhere near what they were the year before. Hmm. And remember the year before, they had Kyle Anderson. They had uh, they had uh, DeAnthony Melton. Uh, they had a lot of different pieces that were actually a really core part of that group that made them a lot better. So I, I think there's a chance that they're going to be okay without John Moran. 
but I don't think that they're going to have that. What were they that year? Like 22 and five or whatever it was mm-hmm. without him. I don't think it's going to be the, to that degree. Well, here's a fun question for you. Next season, who plays more games, John Moran or Zion Williamson? Yeah. Um, I would make Ja the slight favorite, I think. Mm. I mean, like with Zion, it's just, it, here's the thing. At any point, like I'll use Matthew Stafford as an example, right? At the beginning of Matthew Stafford's career, he, we, we considered him to be injury prone. He's missing a lot of time. And then all of a sudden, he becomes an Ironman. He's actually considered to be one of, the, like, one of the solid quarterbacks that doesn't miss a ton of time before last year. So I, I would think that if you're looking at it from the perspective of like, hey, what is the likelihood that Zion just catches on, right? That, hey, everything's going to be fine, and all of a sudden he has his full season, that's certainly a possibility. But what have you seen from this point that that's going to be the case? And with Ja, I would make the argument, Femi, that having 25 games off, if that's going to be the case, is better for a guy who plays the way that he does, right? Mm-hmm. Because you you miss time a lot because of the, your physicality and your style of play because you're a guard that can lead the league in points in the paint. Like, that's going to be a little bit of an issue for you. So having 25 games off, and having a slow ramp up into the postseason with the last whatever it is, 56 games or so, like that's that's pretty good, I think, for Ja. So I, I'd make the argument that this actually could be a blessing in disguise for him. Yeah, I think before the suspension announcement, I made Zion a slight favorite. But now that we know that it's only 25 and it's not like 40 right. games or something like that, I think I think you got to make Joss a favorite, which probably doesn't speak too well of Zion Williamson as of right now. We're hanging out with Jonathan Von Tobel, VEASAN senior NBA analyst, host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. Speaking of Zion, do you think he gets traded before the draft? I don't know. So I was actually, just before you guys called me, I was looking over some of the reports, and boy, are there conflicting reports. Um, Jonathan Gaboni was just on with Zach Lowe on his most recent podcast, and Gaboni shut everything down. He was like, nope, uh, they're not trading Zion. They don't want to trade Zion. They haven't even talked to Portland, which doesn't make any <laughs> sense because later he also says, oh, they only called to see what the price would be. So they've talked to Portland. Mm-hmm. Mark Stein reported that if the Pelicans were to trade Zion, it would be at a shot to go and get Scoot Henderson. Mm-hmm. I think that they would be willing to do it for the right price, for the right package. You know, the, there's another indication that the Charlotte Hornets have fielded the Pelicans' calls, but they don't want Zion. They want Brandon Ingram. And that's a little bit of a change because I, I don't think at this point right now, given the availability, given what we know about those two, that I think it's Zion who is the movable piece. So I would say overall, I think, does he get traded? No, I would make no the favorite. But is it a certain possibility that it could happen between now and next Thursday? I think it absolutely is. Because if you look at it again, if we're talking about Zion catching on and actually being healthy, it's a really good running mate for Damian Lillard to have over there in Portland. It makes them a legitimate threat in a Western conference that seems wide open. Again, it's got to be healthy, though, and that runs the risk of it. But I, I would say it's a favorite not to happen, but I don't think some of these reports that Gavoni's throwing out there are entirely true. I think there's more of a probability of it happening than guys like Gavoni and others are making it out to be. So there's this kind of big cocktail mix that's happening with the second overall yep. pick because there's the potential for Zion to get moved to Portland or maybe even Charlotte. And now there's Michael Jordan selling his majority stake in the team. Like, how do you think all this is going to factor into who ultimately goes number two overall? Because right now, Brandon Miller is the favorite minus 125, but Scoot's right just behind him there at minus 110. And keep in mind, for those who haven't been keeping track of this, Brandon Miller just two days ago was minus 250 to go number two (laughs) overall. So we have really seen Scoot Henderson climb right back into this thing, and it comes on the heels of a lot of reporting. I do find it interesting. Like Gavoni, for example, he had a big lead piece into one of his latest mock drafts, and it was, hey, Scoot Henderson had a great workout, and this is, is, I think, why Scoot's kind of rising too. Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson both worked out for the Charlotte Hornets the other day. By all indications, Brandon Miller, the conditioning, ah, wasn't really there. Remember, though, he was suffering from mono a couple of weeks back, so maybe there's still some effects there. Um, and that Scoot Henderson was incredible in the workout. However, Gavoni then goes on to put Brandon Miller as the second overall pick still in his latest mock draft. 
So whatever it is, right, in terms of this climb, you know, maybe it's not really happening. But I'll take you back. You know, this NFL show, go back to this latest draft, right? Mm. For a while, all we knew was Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. Then all of a sudden, C.J. Stroud fell. It was going to be Will Levis. It was going to be Anthony Richardson. But we came right back full circle. And where were we the whole time? It was C.J. Stroud at number two. We could see that again, where Scoot Henderson was the number two guy the entire time leading up into the last few months. Then Brandon Miller started to creep up, became the odds-on favorite. And here we are again, right? Scoot Henderson creeping back up. Henderson is a really great player, and he still kind of fits with Charlotte. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's going to be the case that Henderson is actually going to be the guy. I think Miller fits a little bit better. But I think we could see an instance, uh, Femi, where we're talking about the same thing with C.J. Stroud, where it was Stroud the whole time. Maybe it's Henderson the whole time. You think Henderson and LaMelo Ball could play together? Oh, yeah. I think LaMelo Ball can fit perfectly off ball. He's a good catch-and-shoot three-point threat. Does he want the ball in his hand? Sure. But in today's NBA, where you're a little bit more positionless, Henderson's going to need to have the ball in his hands more than LaMelo Ball. But I think LaMelo could slide over to the two and play perfectly well. All right. Well, we'll see what happens there with the Charlotte Hornets. Real quick, JVT, we got about 30 seconds left or so. Uh, who's the most likely veteran to be traded between now and the start of free agency? Oh, I think it's Beal. I, I, look, I think the Miami Heat, I, I wrote about this the other day, Femi. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind anybody who can find Heat at 25-1 to 1 to go bet that now. They have a tailor-made package that fits perfectly with what Washington has. Uh, I think it's going to be Beal to the Miami Heat. I think it fits too well. All right, well, we'll see if Beal can fit into Heat culture coming up yep. later on this summer and all that. Because I know you're a big fan of the Heat culture. <laughs> he is Jonathan Bontoval. Check him out. VEASAN senior NBA analyst, also Hardwood Handicappers podcast host. You'll be on Live Bet Saturday later on today, starting at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific. JVT, I'll talk to you soon, man. All right, see you guys. Thank you. Good stuff there from Jonathan Bontoval. The NBA, the moving and shaking that's about to happen this offseason with the draft coming up less than a week away. Free agency begins that first week of July. There's a lot going on. Damian Lillard, we didn't even get to him. We've talked about him in the past. Maybe he gets moved from the Portland Trailblazers. We'll be keeping our eyes on all of it coming up later on this summer. On the other side, though, we kick off hour number two to asking which first-time team could go ahead and win a Super Bowl next season. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 